0: Hey everybody, welcome to Back Here's Some Sound. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. We're gonna talk about Iron Man, Demon in a Bottle, because we've never done this book, and oh. I've do it forever. Yeah, this is the story. If you don't know any Ooh. Iron Man stories at all, this is the one you know, but you don't, because you're a liar. <laughs> the fact is- Because I never everyone... actually read it. <laughs> Right. Well, like, everyone <laughs> knows what it's about. Yeah, yeah. but they've never well, picked it, it up. Well, because it's from, like, the 80s or whatever, right? 89, like, 89 or no, 79. Okay. 79, so, 79. yeah. So nobody alive today. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no, they've read it. I mean, like, if you're a comic book fan, you probably picked it up. You've like, huh. through it. You go, like, hey, I don't see a lot of scenes, like, where Tony Stark looks all, like, drunk and miserable right. and destroyed. And it's because Demon in a Bottle is the last issue of a, like, six or seven issue story arc that is written by David Michelinie with art by Bob Layton and John Amita Jr. The idea here is that Michelinie was, like, on the job writing Iron Man. Michelinie's like, I didn't seek out to tell, like, this epic story. I didn't seek out to tell, like, the story about, like, Iron Man's alcoholism and his struggle. I just needed to tell a story that happened in the pages of Iron Man because I'm a regular staff writer who's writing Iron Man. And I thought that this villain of the week would be alcoholism. And I'm like, I was making a PSA for kids who were reading comics. <laughs> I mean, more or less, it's it's more that Michelini is not concerned with how children are going to interpret his work. He's mm. only interested in writing books and stories that he wants to read or write. Mm. And so he just does that. I and mean, that explains a lot of his Spider-Man and his Iron Man. Because he invented James Rhodes, you guys know this because we interviewed him about five or six years ago, but He invented Jim Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine, but had no intention of making him War Machine. Mm. And it was only after he was off the book that they were like, let's make him Black Iron Man. (laughs) Like, he was like, no, I like the idea of there being like the superhero and him having a cadre of friends who aren't superheroes. They Mm -hmm. ground that character. Yeah, Because Tony Stark's already divorced from reality. Like, he's a millionaire. In this time period, mm-hmm. but of course, like it would be translated to billions in today's parlance. Sure. But he's a millionaire, Playboy. He's also Iron Man. He's got a dual life, you know. That, and he's also lying to everybody at this point in his career, by the way. Because mm-hmm. the, they don't think that he's Iron Man. No, this is the period when Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. Right. Which I am so thankful in the movie. They just make a joke about and right. throw away immediately. Yeah, on what, 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 his bodyguard—that feels like a really lame cover story. Think, like,
1: <laughs> hey, yes. you'd
0: think so, but it lasted a good long while and told a lot of stories, including one of his greatest, according to many people who didn't read it. So, Michelini is like, I want to do these stories about these people, and just they're just people, just they're just people. You yeah. know, and sometimes they... people are alcoholics, right? And and sometimes they wear giant suits of armor that fly around the city. <laughs> That's the fantastic element. That's the thing that gets you to buy it. But what I'm telling you is a story about this guy. Yeah. And Stark's going through the ringer at this point like he always is. Yeah. You know, like he's he's constantly put through some kind of trial, not unlike like every someone's superhero to find out that he's Iron Man or something. No. People find out that all the time. <laughs> it's it's more cuz when Spider-Man's identity's out a bunch of lunatic assholes in colorful costumes are gonna murder his old aunt. Right. With Iron Man, it's like, oh no. Like, why are you lying to everyone? At this point- What are you protecting? What are you protecting? Who are you protecting? Nobody loves you. Right, (laughs) you have no one in your life. The people who are in your life, you treat like shit anyway, so they might as well be threatened by whiplash. (laughs) No, that's not true, I have Jarvis. They do have Jarvis, and Jarvis is in this, and he treats him like an asshole. (laughs) Also Jarvis- I'm allowed to treat him like an asshole. He's my butler. (laughs) This is true. <laughs> Michelinie has a thing when he treats him like an asshole, where he's like, Jarvis is, like he feels a lump in his throat and he's sad and he, he wants to say something, but he's he's been trained and he just says, of course, sir, and then walks away. And then quits. <laughs> like, so we're supposed to be the everyman? Like we're supposed to follow Jarvis through all of this? <laughs> no, no! that's no, an element just, the element in the story. Yeah, but like it's we see one one all this and we're just like, We have to ignore this. No, no. And that's the thing is that like the alcoholism thing is an element throughout this six or seven issue story arc. Uh It's just, but it's not the crux of this story. Straight up no. Nope. It just happens in it. The (laughs) alcoholism is a factor and then there's an issue where they deal with it, uh. and that's the issue. So you set it up. Demon in a bottle. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. like... he sets it up. Right. No, he's smart, and he's not like a hack in terms of like no, there. It's not like in one issue. <laughs> he, he suddenly had, he suddenly is an alcoholic, and everyone right. calls attention to it. No, we open the story with Tony Stark on a plane, and he's just kind of like contemplating his life because there's a lot of crap happening to him right now. He had done some work as Iron Man and as Tony Stark for Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. At this point in Stark's life, S.H.I.E.L.D. is trying to acquire Stark Inter- Industries. Oh. Yeah, they're like, we need weapons and stuff. Right. And we'd rather just own your company and let like you just do it for us. And Stark's like, no, that's my. <laughs> so it's kind of like Iron Man Two. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of elements in Iron Man Two that are actually borrowed from this. Okay. Favreau said he wanted to use Demon in a Bottle, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like the scene when Stark is drunk and in the suit and like mm-hmm. dancing yeah. and stuff. That is the most of even yeah. Demon in a Bottle you get. It's like a reference oh, too, because anyway. we're not going to have Iron Man drive drive drunk, right, and in a like, race car, right? Yeah. Uh, well, or in his suit and you know, blast things by accident. Like right. he does one thing as Iron Man. In his house. In, yes, no I mean in the book when he's drunk, oh. he does one thing as Iron oh, Man, okay. and thankfully he doesn't kill everyone. Right. He kills someone earlier. So <laughs> Stark's <laughs> on his plane, he's thinking about his life. You know, Nick Fury, who was his friend and like colleague, mm-hmm. totally stabs him in the back. He's like, we're, we're acquiring shares of Stark Industries. Oh, it's a hostile takeover. It is by a friggin' government organization, by the way, that's which weird. I think is—I don't think you can do you that. Can't do that, but yeah, it's shield. So you know, it's yeah, it's like, a, it's like government organization. No, it's by shield. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's on the board. Shield books. is like right. What is shield? What anyway? is the shield? Yeah. yeah, are they really government? Are they affiliated with the government? Right? Aren't but they're they? independent because sometimes they don't answer to the government. Well, couldn't you argue that shield is really more or less a uh, like a security force? Right, like a private security force. And any how is shield funded? By the I mean, government. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe. And, or, but they own portions of companies, apparently, so yeah. they have an alternative source of funding. I, I guess, guess that's how it works, yeah. Like, listen, this isn't the first company we've acquired by buddying up to the owner and then secretly using... And no, and Michelini actually makes a point of saying that shell companies <laughs> ah. are doing it. But still, later in the book, like, they do acquire more shares, and it says, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. does it. Like, it's just in the books, it's mm-hmm. like, who has these shares? S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm wow. like, What? Wow. Anyway, that's that, creepy. Yeah, very see-through. I know. I don't care for it, but it, it's it's <laughs> but it's neat. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, that somebody owns two shares that are like keeping Shield at bay. Okay. So Stark's it's Jarvis. Yeah, it's Jarvis. I've always believed in you, Mr. Stark. <laughs> yeah, that, that does happen. So Stark is drinking on the plane. As you can see, he's has he has three gins. So that's your oh, it's a lot of. He's gin. already three gins in. Yeah, and uh, one gin is enough. Right. The flight attendant comes up to him, and he, she's like, would you care for a magazine? He goes, no, but I could go for a martini. And she's like, don't you think you've had enough? And he's like, I'll tell you when I've <laughs> had enough. And she's like, very good, sir. So then he gives you the context about how, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is douchey, and how he had to find out about it. Uh-huh. And then he called Nick Fury, and Nick Fury's like, yeah. Yep. Not gonna lie to you. I mean, I was before, but, like, since right. you called me out, I'm not gonna lie to your well, face. Oh, I wasn't lying to you. No, he' was was just omitting the truth. He straight up says, like, yeah, no. Sorry. Whoops. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. So he gets his martini, and then a a tank, like a ground tank, just appears in the sky, and then hits the plane. Hits the plane, like bounces into the plane? Yes. What? (laughs) Is this like that? Ah! That Asgardian tank where it fired hammers, this is a giant <laughs> tank that fires other tanks? Right? No, uh, actually what happened was the A-Team were in that tank and they were firing the tank and moving it so that it oh. could land into water. <laughs> That's impressive. This well, reminds me of uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Four, where when you got the tank, which you could get, if you keep firing it mm-hmm. backward, so it's propelling you forward, eventually it will take off into the sky <laughs> and you can fly it like a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at first, don't worry, in GTA V we fixed it. You can just get a hover tank well, right? yeah, it flies that flies on its yeah, own. Yeah, right. yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. No, it used to be a bug. Now it's just everything it's flies. It's a feature. And, yeah. So the I was worried the tank was going to be like some anti-aircraft flying shield tank or something. It's not. There's a story. There's, there is an explanation behind okay. it. And it's totally reasonable. All right. So Stark's like, oh no, I only have seconds to shed my everyday disguise. So he grabs his briefcase, which he keeps the Iron Man armor in, mm-hmm. and he goes to the bathroom, and it's occupied. And he's like, lady, you gotta get out of the bathroom, I gotta take a dump. And this lady comes out, and she's like, young man, like you've gotta wait your turn. And he's like, get out of the way, you old bag. She is an old bag. And she's she's like, a maid. Yeah. She's like, what? So then he puts on his Iron Man costume and then just blasts out of the bathroom. <laughs> but not through the door. Like, out through the, the back side of the, <laughs> of the plane. Well, to be fair, yeah. I mean, you're already, like, missing an engine or right. a wing. It, yeah. They're not gonna notice. Right. So then he uses his Iron Man augmented strength to dig into the plane and, like, help it skip across the ocean. Right, instead of slamming into the water. Yeah, it just kind of like like bounces. Bounces, And then the USS Anderson collects all these people. They go to this like base. Ooh, vacation. Iron Man's like Mm. talking to the general and general's like, actually, now that you're here, we really could use your assistance because we were involved in a really like hardcore problem. Let me explain to you why there are tanks in the air. (laughs) Yes, please. You see, we've been using an island for radioactive waste dumping, and- The island's fighting back. Yeah. It yes. no, 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 throwing no, no. our tanks well, in the air. Uh, so, <laughs> it's not that. It's, it's not like is like, Rah! No, but uh, we're dumping radioactive waste on this island, but then when we got there and we were dumping more waste, we ran into this old curmudgeon guy named Gus Chiggins. <laughs> His name is really Hiram Dobbs, yeah. but he's straight up Gus Chickens. He <laughs> Look at him. He's is, an old prospector. Yeah. He's an ornery old prospector who lives on the island, and they're like, You have to leave. You're going to be killed right. by radiation. And he's like, I ain't leaving, not no way, not no how. He does say things like, Dag Nabbit. Good Lord, what? But then he's attacking army men with his hoe. <laughs> uh, and then Namor shows up and he's like, back off! And then Namor starts attacking all the soldiers oh. and defending Hiram Dobbs. And then he grabs one of their tanks and he throws it at them and uh. it flies into the air and it accidentally hits Iron Man's plane. And that's why the tank was in the air. Namor threw it by well, accident. Okay, if you're throwing a tank. Yeah, yeah. Why are you throwing a And it there's a person the on the air? ground. Why am I aiming that way? Well, I, I, as I understand it, wasn't that he was throwing it at people, it's more like rid he was it. getting rid of people and then getting rid of the tank. Right. Oh, He turned it okay. upside down, that he emptied better. it. He would have thrown it into the sun, but he's not Superman, yeah. so he just right. threw it up. He <laughs> <You laughs> tried, though, a he's way. like, I wonder if I can get this into the sun. Well, and we're in, like a, we're, we're in an island off the South Pacific, there's nothing but open ocean for miles. I'll right. never hit anything. I'll yeah. never hit anything. Oh, come on, what, what are the chances? To be fair, you know, he is a sea dweller. He doesn't really right. think about, like, aircraft. Right, it's but like, you're lucky he talks, you're lucky he thinks about surface dwellers at all. Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> now that plane landed in the water, you're polluting the ocean, Namor. Yeah, yeah way to go, douche. Good job. Tons of jet fuel. So yeah. Iron Man's like, okay. So then he shows up and he's like, hey, and Namor, get this guy out of here and get out of here. And Namor's like, no. And so they have a, a good old fashioned fight. Now, have you talked to Hiram? He is a riot. I love having <laughs> this guy Yeah, around. No way, this guy's amazing. I'm gonna let him die of radiation poisoning. So Iron Man and Namor fight, and then uh, Dobbs just shoots. Iron Man in the back with a discarded weapon you know, to defend Namor. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man falls in the ocean and thankfully, (laughs) see, you assume that like the the, the mask is like hermetically sealed but if ever you see like a close-up of Iron Man's suit in the old days, uh, you could see like his eyes. Yeah. That's because there's just open... Slots. Right. It just sits in front of the mask. Yeah. No. It's just an open freaking mask. He doesn't have like augmented HUD technology. (laughs) He's just looking out the front. The second you get over thirty miles an hour, you're not gonna be able to see. (laughs) What (laughs) happens if a bug hits you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's they're really small holes. So anyway, he has little like plexiglass things that go like that, like slide over his eyes and mouth. And so those engage. Uh-huh. And so he's underwater, but he's also fighting Namor, so he's like, I'm still screwed. So meanwhile, Rhodey and another character named Bethany are at JFK waiting for Tony's plane to arrive. Mm-hmm. And then they find out from Tony's secretary, who's an old lady. It's just Jarvis in a wig, we know it. lot. It, like, <laughs> it, it should be. Jarvis <laughs> like, this is my true self. This is, this is me. I am Mrs. Arbogast. <laughs> So, and Mrs. Harper explains to Rhodey and Bethany that um, Stark's plane went down. Oh, right. And that like the survivors are in this South Pacific. So Rhodey's like, we gotta go. This is what Rhodey does in Iron Man books, the entire run of Michelini's thing. Rhodey is somewhere. Tony Stark is in trouble, and he goes, we gotta go. And then he goes there, and when he gets there, Tony Stark's nowhere to be found. But Iron Man's there, and he's like, don't worry, Mr. Rhodes. I took care of Tony Stark and moved him over there because I'm his bodyguard. Rhodey's like, right on. I'm a rube. Thanks, Rhodey. Yeah, you Rhodey sure saved the day. Yeah, no, way to go. Nope. My best friend. I'm gonna lie to him. Yep. Wow. Meanwhile, Bethany is a. Uh, she's a private security person as well. She was introduced. No, we'll talk about her in a minute. I okay. mean, she has to be a private security person. Look at her in that jumpsuit. I know. She's she's a badass. She's also a smoking hot redhead. Because there aren't enough of those in the Marvel (laughs) Universe. So Iron Man's fighting Namor under the sea, and he's barely holding his own. He was doing cool maneuvers and whatnot, you know, like he's putting his feet up against Namor's chest and Mm -hmm. then blasting him. Yeah, it's cool. But uh, then we bump into this old man on this Palacio estate, and he's got these scientists with him who are showing him blueprints of Iron Man's armor, and they're like, we've got control. And he's like, okay, well then begin phase one. Uh-oh. So they do, and they open. Why always phase one? You got to start somewhere. Yeah. So they open his eye and mouth slits. And then he's like, oh no! <laughs> so he's going to drown. Do they know he's in the water? Or was that, Did they were they planning to try to kill him in that phase one? I, I don't phase understand. Phase one is like, we have the ability to manipulate Iron Man's armor, so let's do it. Right. And I Maybe let's just test it out. I think they're just let's, testing it out. Let's see if it'll work. Yeah. I know. Open his eye and mouth slits. That won't make any sense. Right? <laughs> right. He'll be like, <laughs> well, well, "What we'll did that anything? happen?" Yeah. He'll think ra- it's a book. Exactly. And he indeed he does. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know, and I couldn't really get the impression as to whether they were like, "He's underwater! Quick, do like, it now!" Yeah. No, because otherwise, anytime he was like out flying around, they'd be like, "Turn off the boots!" <laughs> like, yeah, which they don't. Yeah. yeah. If you say disengage the eye and mouth slits. Essentially you're saying, hey, he must have had those closed for a reason. Open them up. Yeah, fuck with them. Rhodey and Beth get into a, not just any chopper, but like a super cool Stark Industries chopper that's really fast and can get you from like JFK Airport to the South freaking Pacific (laughs) within a a reasonable amount of time. While this fight is still happening. Yes. Uh, so So they go to land and they are intercepted by the soldiers that are there, mm-hmm. you know, over the radio, and they're like, hey, don't land here. And Bethany's like, uh, actually, I have security clearance, and she gives this code, and they're like, I don't care what numbers you're giving me, <laughs> you still can't land here. Yeah. And so they start firing at them. Oh, you're wow. for your own good, there's toxic waste! <laughs> yeah. No, so they start firing at them, and then they make an emergency ocean landing, and then those boats that came to rescue the people uh, from the airline crash, they arrive, and there's more people with guns, and they're a lot more aggressive than they were earlier. Yeah. Uh, so then Iron Man comes to, and he's on the land, and Namor's there, and he's like, I wasn't going to let you die like a mangy dog underwater. I'm going to kill you here like a man. Let's do this. What? And uh, Because Namor has honor. Uh-huh. And then Dobbs is like, Oh, Namor, don't let him die. Hold on, maybe we could take a minute and just sit down, have some beans, and talk about <laughs> what's going on. And Namor's like, all right. Uh, this uh, son of a bitch isn't like Huck Finn, is he? No, no. It's it's just. Basically, what happened was uh, Namor's Namor was swimming around the ocean. He found some toxic waste. He went to like bury it under some rocks, and he did. But the fumes like got into him and like really messed him up. And then he beached himself on an island, which Dobbs was living on. Dobbs pulled him onto shore and nursed him back to health. Oh, so now he owes him a life to Oh, exactly. exactly. That's... bizarre. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and it's so emotional, Tony's crying! <laughs> That's just water coming out of his freaking mask. It's, yeah! Out of his eyes! Yeah. It's called tears, Sal, you emotionless bastard! <laughs> it looks like Iron Man can cry. <laughs> so anyway, Iron Man's like, well, you're all gonna die because this island is irradiated. right? And Dobbs is like, well that can't be, because I've been living on this island for 20 years, and I haven't seen plum anything looking like oh. radiation, and I haven't seen these soldiers until just a couple of days ago. Hmm. So then, uh, Rhodey and Beth are being nursed back to health by seemingly doctors and US Army people. Uh, Bethany's like, I'm gonna change, so if you'll avert your eyes. And uh-huh. so she sexily gets undressed, and then just, <laughs> Karate chops the guy in the back of the head. Nice. Rhodey kicks the other guy. And then uh, they are. Th- they go to escape and they end up in. <laughs> they're like in what seemingly looks like a barracks. When they leave the door to the barracks, it enters into an office. And that oh. office is run by the head of the Roxxon Corporation. Oh, and God. Damn actually, it. all these guys are impersonating army people, and the Roxxon Corporation has an interest in this island because they have reason to believe it has vibranium deposits. Ah, okay. And Roxxon wants vibranium, so they <laughs> concoct this whole scheme about radiation and whatnot. Yep. Cool. And that's why they didn't care about the security clearance. Yep. That makes sense. Well, that's why they didn't recognize it. And that's what right. tipped Bethany off as to why it was not on the up and up. Right. So Iron Man uses Gus Chiggins' little like gas power generator to charge up his armor because he needs to do that. He needs to like charge his batteries, sorry, yeah. I guess. Okay. Iron Man needs to charge his armor. He doesn't have like a nuclear friggin' reactor in In his, his chest, it, right? no. No, okay. So then uh Hiram Dobbs explains like hey, why he's on an island. Where does Gus Chiggins get fuel for his generator? If he's been living there twenty years. Right? Uh maybe he maybe it's biofuel. He makes it out of poop or pigs. <laughs> All right. Sure. He made it. Well, Where'd he get a generator that runs on that kind of fuel? Oh, he brought that. Usually they use gasoline. Oh, well, yeah. But he <laughs> brought the generator because what happened was Dobbs was a businessman. Oh, God, no. Why are we getting who no, cares? we gotta Learn more about Dobbs. Ugh. So Dobbs was a businessman who had a wife. And they wanted to get out of the rat race, so they brought all these supplies and they went to an uninhabited island off the South Pacific and they moved there. And then she died and he lived there without her for, you know, the rest of the time that he's been here. And then he met Namor and the rest is history. Right. That's nothing. That's no story. No, that's good. That's perfect. That's all you you need. (laughs) If you're going to tell a story. explains why he's here. (laughs) I don't understand why we care or why it matters, but in any case, uh, so, you know... Iron Man's, like, full of of piss and vinegar, you know, and so he goes and kicks the shit out of the Roxxon Corporation. Um, uh, The Roxxon, you know, mogul is like, well, if I can't have the vibranium, then no one can! And so they fire their their thing at the island. They're going to blow up the entire island. What? So, you know... With what? They've still got a super weapon? They have nukes? the, The Roxxon Corporation has been bringing... Excavation explosives to the island uh, to, you know, unearth the vibranium. Okay, I see. But instead, they're just going to, because it's all just like waiting to be placed and stuff, it's all just in one spot. Uh, so we're just going to shoot that and just set it all off. off, which should destroy the entire island. And so. No, no. Haven't you ever seen Armageddon? You place a firecracker in the palm of your hand, you're going to burn your hand. You, you, gotta you drill. place a firecracker in a close hand. <laughs> well,. Jarvis is going to be open to ketchup on us for the rest two weeks. <laughs> Also, the Coast Guard shows up and they're like, hey! hey. Like, the U.S. Navy shows hey, up. Hey, you've right? been impersonating like, What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And Roxxon's like, oh, crap! Why so, do you have these boats with gigantic gun barrels on them? Aren't you a company? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so pirates! <laughs> when, so, when... So, uh, when Rhodey and Beth catch wind of Roxxon's evil schemes, yeah. they tell Iron Man, and so Iron Man chains all of the boats big, cool U.S. ships and then drag them faster than they can sail away from the island and Namor picks up Dobbs and then the island blows up. They actually blow up the island? Yep. Wow. Oh no! What? All of the, all of the investment I had in Dobbs. Where will he live now? Now he'll be sad for the rest of his days. They... That's how that's. story on <laughs> wants no one else to have the vibranium so bad that they blow up the whole island. Yes. It's not the worst plan because if you blow up the island, it's just gonna be on the ocean floor. Then you just have to like go down there and get it. Yeah, well then nobody owns it. Well, I guess the problem with them going to the island is like it's not their island. But if the island's destroyed, it's part of the open ocean. And it's and I, everybody's. They they yeah, they still have f- to deal with Namor They make, his oh, territory. They, yeah, they make true. a point of saying that like when the explosives go off, the vibranium like absorbs the sound or whatever, so it's like it's just a, a silent, brilliant explosion. So maybe it destroys the vibranium. That sounds the vibranium does. It you does can all kinds blow of stuff. up vibranium. I thought the whole point was it's like indestructible. Oh well, yeah, the point is, forget about the vibranium. <laughs> the vibranium's out of the story now. All right, it's fucking gone. The island blew up. So oh. <laughs> so oh, and Iron Man had one too many drinks on the plane. That so, happened at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Ooh, I, I what an adventure! That being in a fight and then almost drowning underwater might sober you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, it's gonna make him even more want to drink. It's like, well, that was so stressful. Yeah, that, well, that's just another day in and the life. Like, my Iron company Man. is still being acquired by Shield. Yep. None of my problems are solved. No, that didn't solve any of my problems. Yeah. Damn it! It was just a big get... distraction. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like you just were trying to get me to spend forty cents. <laughs> Well, oh, well, that's not so bad, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, right. well, back then. <laughs> no, I guess you know that could have been a whole sandwich. Yeah. So, what, what what was the deal with the with the nuclear waste that Namor like ran into randomly that hurt oh, that, him? Oh, that, that that happens all the time. Namor, that's just Namor, that was Nam, unrelated. Namor buried it under rocks, so that's gone now. But, <laughs> but it had Iron nothing Man, to do with Roxxon or their oh, plot. Oh, I'm sure on the it island? had to do with rocks but like. Oh, okay. You know, you can't blame all your problems on rocks. On Some other people do illegal dumping. And Iron Man, like, just said the entire island is irradiated, right? No, but it wasn't. It was It wasn't fake. really, that was fake. It was a cover story. Oh my god. <laughs> Iron Man. Well, there was radiation, but not on the island. It was in the water. And that was before. Uh, that, that was, was that f- was unrelated. That was when, that was a Nam were sick. I see. I guess there's just lots of things involve radiation in, in the Marvel comics Universe. This yeah, definitely. Well yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's radioactive waste, there's radioactive barrels underwater, radiation creates superheroes, it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Radiation, so anyway. it's the future. Right. Okay. So Iron Man flies home, which he wasn't planning on doing because it takes a lot of energy from his suit. <laughs> uh, so he just kinda puts it on autopilot and just kinda like sings to himself. He's kinda like just shuts off he's like well it's on autopilot so he flies over feed me a martini (laughs) he wants another drink but he can't have one because he's in the middle of the open ocean and he's flying over Montauk Point when uh, the new character who's appeared this old industrialist named Justin Hammer is like ah good now Iron Man's in Montauk Point it will, it will soon be time to begin Phase Two. Oh, wait, that right. was Justin Hammer who started this phase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We introduced Justin. Hammer. Oh my God! Hammer we finally story. have a book with Justin Hammer. I know. That's cool. But unfortunately, you know, he's nothing like he's the one. Nothing one. <laughs> like the one from the movie. He's just Damn an it. old douchey bastard. Uh huh. More frustrating that they've never used him in the movies because Justin Hammer. We got will, Vincent Price essentially. Yeah, basically, mm. or Peter Cushing. It depends okay. on whatever version you want to look at. Yeah, but or Christopher Lee, I'll take any of those three, mm-hmm. circa 1979. Um, Justin Hammer hires multiple armor-clad Iron Man villains to battle Iron Man. So, like, wouldn't it have been great in the movies to have Justin Hammer like finance or equip? Yeah. Well, he did that with Whiplash, kind of. Yeah, he did the, kinda... Yeah, in Iron Man, in the movie he's in. Yeah. It w- but it'd be fun to have like Justin Hammer be like, like uh, Walton Goggins' character from Ant-Man 2 should have been Justin Hammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Friggin' Yellow Jacket should have been Justin Hammer. Yeah. Like, anytime you have a billionaire industrialist, just make it Justin Hammer. Yep. Well, because you have Sam Rockwell. Well, here's the great thing. All he does is ape off the ideas of other superheroes. That's the thing. And, like each time, and each time you want to like build another franchise, he's like, well, I couldn't beat Iron Man. I guess I'll beat Ant-Man. Well, I couldn't beat Ant-Man. Well, I guess I'll fight Black <laughs> Panther. Well, I couldn't beat Black Panther. Like, I guess I'll fight Captain Marvel. Like, Just keep putting him in movies. You have Sam Rockwell. And when you signed him on, you know that was like a six-picture contract. He's been in one movie and one short. Yeah. Wasted. Very disappointing. And it's not like, I don't care about the superheroes. I'm just trying to make better suits. I just want to make money. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So like if my suit can beat a superhero, boom, I'm rich. I agree. So anyway, Iron Man's flying around and his suit is kind of like screwing up on him. You know, it's, it's blasting when it shouldn't, boots are turning off, he's flying around. He wants up blasting through a business. Whoops. You know, he's flying, and he's like, this is not working out. So he's <laughs> like, all right, I need to do a full diagnostic it's, on my armor. He's not yes. thinking it's because he's drunk, is he? No. No, no, we're not no, there No, it's not. It, it, he doesn't think he that at all. He hasn't had a drink hours. No, nor has it been because he's drinking. Right. Nothing to do with that. It's just bugs. This is this Justin Hammer right. sabotaging right. him. It. But he's not sure what it is, so he does a full diagnostic on his armor. It's doing fine. hmm He's confused. So, uh, Bethany... Gives Arbogast, uh, you know, Jarvis and Drag a hard time. (laughs) Mrs. Jarvis, you listen here. (laughs) Uh, Stark shows up because basically, Bethany has a huge problem with Iron Man because every time she sees Iron Man, Tony Stark's not there, mm. and his job is being Tony Stark's bodyguard. Right. She's like, how can you, she, you saved all these people on this island, but like, where was Tony Stark, you jackass? You're not doing your job. Right. I was. I already saved him. Yeah, no, I got him out of the way. Yeah, and literally I Iron Man's like, location. oh, I'm sorry, I thought like, helping thousands of people was good enough, but I guess I'm just not quite good enough for whoever the hell you are, yeah, Beth What's What was your Kate? name again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he does actually wind up calling her Beth, Colloquially, you know, uh-huh. he's like, "Don't worry, Beth, Rody I'll be off." And she's like, "Beth," she immediately puts the kit together. Uh, she puts it together within a f- within that panel. He doesn't have like a voice changing modulator in his suit; it's just a little slit. It's just an open slit. We know it is because he points it out in this book. But anyway, so she, uh, but she doesn't let it on until mm, later. Okay. Um, but because at some point she's gonna, uh, Madame Mask is like, "Oh, I've got a shocking revelation for you." And she's like, is it the Tony Stark's item? And she's like, oh! She's like, yeah, I figured that a long time ago. <laughs> Stark bangs Bethany because, you know, of course he does. Oh. Uh, she's not interested, but, you know, he's like, well, can but, I offer you a dry martini? And she's but like, she's okay. she's got to be like, well, i got to get the inside scoop somehow. No, she's not, she's not a reporter. <laughs> she's a freaking security person. Yeah, but she's trying to, like, figure it all out. No, she's not. She's she it, she she's not. already no. figured it out. Oh. Yeah, that was, no, that she's that was just, previously. She's just working there. Yeah. And also figured it out clandestinely. More or less, she's talking to Stark about like, you know, look, I figured it out because the Iron Man suit always smells like gin. Right. But uh, so Stark and she like share a drink. They talk it up. Uh, he he flirts with her. She lets it happen. He invites her out to dinner. They have a good time. Uh, he says like, well, shall we open up another bubbly? And she's like, we you, you I feel like you've had enough bubbly. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh slow fine. Down on the bubbly. So then uh, they're staying. By the way, at a, they're eating at a restaurant that is also a hotel casino. Okay. So. Anyway, they're like, well, let's uh, She goes, I could think of another way we could have a good time. She puts the bottle down. He's like, oh, they're going to go gamble. And he's like, drat. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm going to spend your money. Yeah. He's like, drat, I thought we were going to bang. They do anyway, but in any case, Stark tries to get $5,000 worth of chips. The guy's like, okay, give me your money. And he's like, will you take a check? And he's like, no. Will (laughs) you take a check from Iron Man? Uh, Then Blizzard shows up, an Iron Man villain who is basically Mr. Freeze. And... (laughs) Uh, I've never heard of them. No, of course, because he's an Iron Man villain. But (laughs) Blizzard is never too far away from other Iron Man villains because for some reason they never do, like, a Blizzard vs. Iron Man story. Probably because, like, Iron Man could beat Mr. Freeze in Heartbeat. So, uh, Blizzard is teaming up with Whiplash. Oh, yay! And Melter? (laughs) Melter! Guess what he does? Uh, I would venture to guess that he melts things. As you can see, he blasts stuff and they melt. So, so it's a heat. He has a heat weapon. Yeah. Okay. And heater sucks. Does he call himself the Melter? The Melter. <laughs> the Melter. No, you have the to. The Melter deal with will make you melter. a delicious grilled cheese. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> the Melter will press your sandwich into a panini. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Watch out for the tuna Melter. No. So so yeah. he's got to deal with fire and ice and a whip. Ed whips. The three, the three elements. elements of, of nature. <laughs> Stark needs to cause a distraction. So right, so he can get the suit on. So he runs away <laughs> and he knocks over this old lady who is uh, doing the slots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it, it's the same old lady from the bathroom on the floor. Yes! Yay, I thought I recognized her hat. <laughs> she goes, you again. <laughs> this is the last time we see her. Okay, thank God. I assume it's George's mother. Move the Car, George. Oh, James. yeah. <laughs> Georgina. And It'd be amazing so, if it was revealed later that she was like a spy and she's like stuck, <laughs> like tracking she's him. She's constantly where Tony Stark <laughs> is. That's why she's the That would there. be great. Yeah, she's a hammer spy. That would at least yeah, explain it, spying. because otherwise it's like the most improbable thing like I've ever heard That of. happens it's... a lot in Michelinia stories. Mm. So. Uh, so he abandons Bethany during this fight. Oh, naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, You're oh, a Later, He goes, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> And so she's like, what the hell? I have to go again to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So Iron Man, the long and the short of it is he defeats them. Yeah. Easily. He has a big fight in the casino, he has a 40 cent fight. (laughs) The three lamest Iron Man villains you could name. I know these characters because like, I used to collect a lot of Spider-Man comics and there's an old like web of Spider-Man annual that's like, look at all these villains, the forgotten foes of Spider-Man. But it also, but they're not the foes of Spider-Man. They're like basically characters that Spider-Man has fought that he doesn't have in his rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. So most of them are Iron Man villains. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Iron Man villains show up in this book and I'm like, what the hell? Aren't those forgotten foes of Spider-Man? Like, no, they're Iron nope. Man characters. And, <laughs> And they're really crappy. So anyway, they show up, and it's just like, oh hey, I remember you. So anyway, uh, Iron Man shows up, and Bethany's like, oh look, it's Iron Man not protecting Tony Stark. Way to go, Shellhead! And he's like, nice. So <laughs> shellhead? He, that, well, that, that actually everybody calls him that. Oh really? Yeah. It's like an old. That's actually a term of endearment. Oh. Like well, oh, a good old Shellhead. Because he's got a hard shell on his head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't, get, I, don't get, I don't get shell when I look at the Iron Man mask, no. but okay. I mean, it well, is a shell. Open. It is a shell, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Well, they call him that. Cops find Tony Stark under some rubble, and he's like, Yeah, uh, I was running to call the police, and I must have slipped. And she's well, like... Why did he say, like, uh, and then Iron Man came and, like, buried the or protected me, or yeah. something. Yeah, no. Like, play up the fact that he's protecting you. Right, exactly. She's like, right on. So then they yeah. bang. Yeah. And uh, so they go back to... You know how many times you've lied to and, my face? And then they bang? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After all that? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a life-threatening situation. The yeah, adrenaline's adrenaline. going. Yeah. So they bang. Uh, then they go back to the office. And uh, uh, Mrs. Arbogast introduces St- Tony Stark to Mr. Piffins, who is a representative of a small nation that is looking for, like making military contracts or something doesn't matter but they want to work with stark industries and they skipped over a couple other companies because the leader of that country is a really big iron man fan and he knows that iron man's an employee of tony stark so he's like hoping he'd meet him okay so stark takes the meeting with pithens he's like care for a drink he's like it's 9:30 in the morning i've had a long all night. right there's another little hint yep and he yep. goes, it's half past midnight in somalia pithens use your imagination uh so then yep. he has himself a drink, he draws up the papers. They work, work well out. then I'll just drink. Yeah, well then I will, thank you, drink. So then- <laughs> I guess you're gonna make me drink alone, okay. Yeah, except I wanted your... Kittens, would you give for a drink? No, I'm good. Oh, I won't make you one then. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Stark gets back to like, being an engineer. He uh-huh. also like, designs stuff. Oh, don't forget, I can make stuff. Yeah, and that's how he makes his money. Like, Stark Industries like, invents stuff. Yeah. So, uh, he's trying to do that, he can't do it. What's he inventing? Uh, it, it, they don't explain. <laughs> a better drink cooler. Uh, uh, tech, technology. He's invented technology. Yeah, yeah. smartphones. <laughs> so uh, he gets bored. It's not. He's losing his concentration. Hmm. It's not. He, he can't focus. Get focus. Uh-huh. Right. So he puts on the Iron Man arm and he just goes out. Uh, and he's just looking for something to do. I just gotta clear my head, man. Yeah. yeah. So he winds up finding a disabled motorist named Pam Sayer. Oh. She's just like. Just the sexy lady, and so he like, he, he, Iron Man's it up with her car. Yeah, you know, he like picks it up and he like moves it off the road. And he's like, "Up, oh, just what I thought. Like the battery's dead. I'll charge for my armor." But he hits inside the car. just <laughs> flying around. Yeah, he's giving them a thrill. Yeah, we. They're upside down. That's very dangerous. They're buckled in. So he charges up her battery. And she's like, "Well, my name's Pam Sayer, and I'll be in the book in the future." And he's like, "Right on. Bye." <laughs> So, so there you I'm go. Pal, I just became a character. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, Iron Man, since you just met me, I'm a character in your book now. <laughs> this is what Iron Man does. <laughs> like yeah. randomly, he'll just blow like, off hey, steam. I can charge a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have called triple A. Yeah. Well, I well, well, wait no for that. No need, you got Iron Man. This time. Thanks. Yeah. This yeah. one's free. <laughs> I'm willing to bet while you were doing this, somewhere someone is getting robbed. That happens all the time. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Hey, look, I was flying around, I saw you. I didn't see anyone getting robbed, I just jumped your car, what do you want? Yeah, so... You're uh, welcome, bitch! <laughs> Stark goes to the UN to meet with the leader and to be, do this big like dog and mm. pony show. Justin Hammer, of course, is like, Well, now that <laughs> he's going to the UN, I can begin phase three! <laughs> what was the purposes of phase one and two? Testing whether he could do it or not. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, feel I feel like, like you only would had lump, one phase. <laughs> I feel like it's like phase 1B would be like fucking with the armor some more. <laughs> if you need a second phase at all, right. uh, Iron Man meets up with him, and he's just like this big fat dude who's just... This is a real guy? Yeah, yeah. no, it's a real thing. This is really happening. I thought Pithens was like a snake, a right. decoy no. for no. the hammer industry. No. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. No, this is really happening. This is really happening. We're at the UN. We're meeting this jolly caricature of this a person. This is weird. Mm. So... You know, he's yeah. like, oh, well, uh, Mr. Iron Man, would you please uh, sign an autograph uh, f- for, for my niece, of course. And he's like, of course, uh, what's your niece's name? Uh, uh, Sergey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why pre- didn't you say your nephew? <laughs> President Sergey of this funny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah. Lol. So, uh, oh, also Bethany's there because she's uh, hired to protect the Carnelian ambassador. Oh. Iron Man's there to represent Stark International, She's there to protect okay. the ambassador, so they so, that she into... can, so that people can stop complaining about how Iron Man's supposed to protect people, but he's out like fighting villains instead. Yes. it's like, all right, fine, I'll hire, some, I'll pay someone to protect you, right? Because Iron Man's not good enough; right. he's too busy helping people. Well, Iron Man's just there as a, as a as a mouthpiece for Stark International. Well, yeah, but yeah. if something goes down, obviously he's going to intervene. Yeah, But like, we're yeah, not going to money. <laughs> we're not going to have like Tony Stark there for this big deal. Nah, nah. And thankfully they don't. Good thing. So uh, Iron Man and the Carnelian ambassador go up on the stage. They're talking. Hammer's watching on TV. And he's like, nah, fire. So they take over Iron Man's armor. And then he blasts a Unibeam through the Carnelian ambassador and murder him on the stage. Oh, oh my God! God. Yeah. So Iron Man murders the Carnelian ambassador on national television. Holy crap. Po- this book just got really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So the police show up and they're like, "Hey, Iron Man, what's the story?" He's like, "Something's going on with my armor. Uh, you're gonna give me a little bit of time so I can figure it out." And they're like, "Right on." What? Well, you're gonna you- give me no! a good start. Yeah. So literally, this like this 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 cop is like, "Well, you're a good kid, Iron Man. So I'm gonna holster me weapon and I'm gonna let you go off on a, with a warning for this one. But if you don't come back with the real scoop, I'm gonna have to box your ears." So Iron Man leaves and Bethany's like, are you freaking kidding me? He blasted this man's innards all over the stage. No, no, miss. The the front row of the UN was like a Gallagher concert. (laughs) Leave this to the professionals. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Iron Man leaves. But he goes, I've been on the forest for 12 years and I've never seen a man so melancholy in me life even though he has he no expression feels, on his face. He feels really bad about it, I can tell. He yeah. sounds like he feels real bad. So Tony Stark confiscates Iron Man's armor and then hands it over to the authorities. Uh, he also, of course, removes some key circuitry so that no one could like use it mm-hmm. without his permission. So now Iron Man's off the table. Okay, I was gonna say, like, if he removes key circuitry so that it can't be used, how can they test anything? They're not testing it, they're just keeping it so that like, you know, Iron Man can't fly around or whatever. And right. they can investigate. It. We've neutralized Iron Man. Okay. Yeah, but what about the man inside who killed someone? Oh, I don't know about him. He Where was... is he? Yeah, right now. They don't him. ask. <laughs> He's under arrest for murder. They straight up don't. They don't ask. They really don't. <laughs> That's so bizarre. It doesn't okay. come up. So, anyway, Stark is like, well, anyway, we. we... There. Are you happy now? And Bethany's like, no. Ooh, this was bullshit. Yeah. Like, Where's he, the guy? Well, she knows, she I guess. Say, well, she, she does yeah. but she's like, this is, like, we're just gonna trust Iron Man's word, we're just, gonna, we're just gonna believe everything he says, that he, like, didn't mean to do it. And he's like, well, why don't you focus on the fact that you failed to protect the guy in the first place, dipshit. Failed to protect well, him? Well, uh, from and she, your bodyguard. Right, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I feel bad, but I'm totally drunk. Oh, so and he's saying stuff that's... He's saying yeah. something he doesn't mean. Or he doesn't want to say. No, yeah. he's saying stuff that he does mean. But doesn't want to like, say out loud. The blame isn't mine. It's yours. Yeah. It's yours, you bitch. Where were you when my suit was... I mean, when Iron Man's suit she was... was uh, Fuck, freak, freaking out. She leaves. Yeah. Seemingly the relationship is over. Yeah. And uh, then uh, the next day, um, you know, Tony comes in for work, and he is completely disheveled. He's a, yeah. He's, he's a wreck. Yeah. But not because he's drinking; he murdered a man. That's, right? Yeah, well, well, and he's also well, drinking. That's the thing is that like now <laughs> I'm framed for murder. Fury's still trying to take my company. I'm my girlfriend and I broke up, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's not really your girlfriend. Well, listen, the she could become binging, my girlfriend. Yeah. So he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta, I got solve this mystery, and I gotta do it as Tony Stark, a la Iron Man three. So, but in order to do that, I gotta know what I'm doing. So uh, he throws away, like, a framed photo of Iron Man on the cover of Time magazine. And he goes to Avengers Mansion. The Avengers are like, oh, my God. I can't oh, cool. believe that... Yeah. I can't believe that Iron Man, like, murdered that guy on TV. I guess he's not really the leader of the Avengers right now. Because right now he's the leader of the Avengers. Oh. But uh, not right now. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So That's Cap, fun. like, steps up. And then Tony Stark shows up. And, I, and Captain America's like, Ah, oh, Mr. Stark, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I, uh, I just wanted to... Uh, see you in the gym for a minute and cap and tony stark like go to the gym and he's like listen captain america like i fund the avengers and i know iron man's the leader of the avengers and he's not here right now which means i don't have a bodyguard i I need to know how to like kick ass and defend myself would you show me a few pointers and cap's like okay that's why he that's totally normal yeah i mean okay he wants captain America to train him to be able to kick ass without his armor. He doesn't want to confide in someone that's no. a teammate. Nope. He doesn't want to Cap would tell him to turn himself in. in. Nope, forget it. Yeah. So. Cap, Plus, like, confiding in other people makes you weak. Yeah. I don't, so, don't need people. So Cap and Tony like train for a while. That's cool. And so Tony learns some moves. And There, I did a 20-minute jujitsu yeah. session. <laughs> and now I know, now I know, I I know everything that Captain America now, knows. now I can literally defend myself against like being kidnapped by Skrulls. Which is what he does in New Avengers Illuminati. He literally is like, thanks for the lessons, Cap. I'm like, first of all, that was 30 years ago. Secondly, he only did it for like half an hour. But whatever, okay. Oh, between the pages, they, they did it many times. They did. Yeah, this is a and montage. It is a montage. And you, as you can see, like, you know, he's he takes off different articles of clothing to, to, to delineate time passage. Yeah. Uh, Cap also is like, you won't be winning any fights against Muhammad Ali anytime soon. Right. But, you yeah. know. You'll, Somebody's you'll be able to... not expecting you to know anything. You might get the drop on him for like a second. Exactly. So you can run away. So, uh, and here's the, the coup de gras. If someone surprises you, you just kick them right in the nuts. Yeah. Wow, Cap, really? Oh, oh you yeah. don't know How many times? Drops them like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> it's got I me out of many a jam. I practically <laughs> won World War II single-handedly <laughs> by just thwomping <laughs> people in the bottles. Because they were Nazis, I didn't feel bad in the slightest. Yeah. yeah, and I made I made I made constant because there's so many of them. I made constant nutsy Nazi jokes, you know, like <laughs> not only that, but like I was goose and hitting them in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that I've told you a couple of embarrassing secrets, you want to tell me one of yours? Iron Man, you fucking douche! <gasps> I totally know it's you. What? Kicking the Run. <laughs> Just kidding. Man. You think no one's ever tried to kick Captain America in the balls before? That's like the first place they go. The vibranium cup asshole. Oh, it hurt. Yeah. Stark goes to Scott Lang. And he's like... This is Scott Lang? Yeah. 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 Okay. He looks like a fucking leprechaun. He looks like a villain. <laughs> yeah, he looks His like... eyebrows are like... Yeah. Stark's like, listen, you used to be a criminal. Uh, and you used to go to the certain prison. I need to know, like, how to get into it. Without, like, going there. What? You know, without being arrested. You want to break in? into prison? Oh, what a what a what a what a twist! What a novel concept! What does so, this have to do with anything? What? Well, those three villains oh. must have been involved in what happened with Iron Man's armor. So, you know, Stark's like I he because it happened around the same time. Yeah, he pieces it together. Oh, oh no! Um, one of the when during the fight with those three jackasses, uh. I think Whiplash reveals the name Hammer. Oh. So he's like, I know there's a guy named Hammer involved. Hammer Industries was passed over for the Carnarian... Killing the ambassador is like, also getting revenge on the ambassador for not taking the contract. Exactly. But now I'm also, you know... Implicating Iron Man. Yeah, well, and and the fact is, you know... That's efficient. Hammer reveals this later, but he's like, Uh the only reason... Like, we were the logical choice, but he chose you because... He's a big Iron Man fan. And that sucks. That sucks. So I killed him. (laughs) Yes, I killed him with you. Nice. How ironic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Scott is like, listen, like, you don't need to break into that prison. I know a guy. So then as Ant-Man, he breaks into the prison (laughs) and he interrogates one of the prisoners. I believe it's Whiplash. Okay. And uh, he's just like, tell me more about this Hammer guy. And who you work for or I, or I'll kick the crap out of you. Okay. I just grew inside your cell. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he does and he does it all off panel. Right. He just gives <laughs> the data to he Scott Lang brings the data to Tony Stark. Right. By the way, Scott Lang is the new Ant Man, and I think like they established him like really within the same time frame as this. So it's like one of the first appearances of Scott Lang Ant Man. Oh. But uh, yeah, so Ant Man's like, I'll kill you if you don't freaking tell <laughs> you me. You don't want me to blow up inside your <laughs> chest cavity. You'll tell me what I want to yeah, know. Yeah. So he's like, Oh my god. Okay, fine. So he, so Scott Lang's like, Hey, Tony. Good morning. Here's the data. He's like, This is really, really great information. I don't know how you got it, but like, kudos to you, pal. Hmm. Uh, I shipped in drugs. Yeah. So then. You think there's an Ant-Man comic where they show all that? No, I don't. No. that's too bad. I agree. <laughs> I mean, we basically see it. Yeah, we, we, I don't we get know. the gist of it. But uh, so Stark is gonna go uh, to the in, to the place where uh, Whiplash revealed they need to go. That hammer is. Yep. Yeah, uh, the secret base. Yeah. Rhodey uh, is gonna fly him there. He's like, "Hey, I'm all better because you know I got shot in the arm when we were dealing with that whole." Mess with Namor and everything. Oh, yeah? But I'm all healed up now, so let's go. We're still buds. Okay, so this is like a James Bond story. Oh, it straight up becomes a James Bond story. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So Whiplash <laughs> reveals that Justin Hammer's villa, the one we've seen throughout the book, is located somewhere near Monaco, and they need to get more information. And so, you know, Rhodey basically says... Is that where the race is in Iron Man 2? Yes, Yes. Is. Ah! Yep. So Rhodey's like, well, I mean, like, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna ask like the princess of Monaco to to to, to tell us where it is. And Sarah's like, okay. <laughs> so then he picks up the phone. Hi, the princess of Monaco, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, he like no the the princess of, of Monaco I don't know what is her name. Well, I guess he like flirts with her or whatever. All right, oh, Princess you... Sharina. Can I can I please be connected to Princess Sharina? Yeah. Princess Grace tells them to go to this like shady place. This organization where they can get more information. And when they get there, bemasked masked goons arrive, who are clearly in the employ of Justin Hammer, uh-huh. to, you know, get rid of them. Uh, Stark busts out some Captain America moves and kicks their ass, and then uh, Rhodey and Stark steal a jalopy, and then get involved in a high-speed Monaco city s- chase, <laughs> where they end up on a beach, and when they arrive at the beach, they, they start a, dancing. A boat full of bad guys arrives to. to right. To like, all oh, right, that's enough. Yes. Enough hijinks. Right. Enough hijinks. We're James taking Bond you to Mr. Yep. Straight up James Bond. You could totally see <laughs> Roger Moore, James Bond. Yeah. Obviously, Tim Dalton would be the stand in for Tony Stark <laughs> in this period, but uh-huh. it's a Roger Moore situation in which, you know, they were in this place. Uh, you know, they're in a shady you know, travel agency, they want information, they fight these guys. Yeah, the guys come they, out of nowhere for no reason. They kick their ass, they jump through a window, they jump into a car. They, they get away. They drive the car through streets. They're knocking over stands with fruit all on the air. But well, like, don't worry, I'm making quippy uh, oh, yeah. jokes, jokes. and mean, funny. you don't see anybody die. Yeah, Like they whiz past a pretty lady, her skirt flies <laughs> up. You know, it's all kinds <laughs> of hilarious hijinks. That doesn't, that doesn't happen on the page, but right. we can infer. Right, and then at the end of it all, none of it matters because they're surrounded and and, and now we move on to the third act. Thank you. You thought you could get away from my men. I had you boxed in the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Now I'm so going to show you the meaning of pain. Right. So Rodi wakes up and he's surrounded by police from Monaco, and they're like, "What the hell's going on here?" And he's like, "I don't know. I must have gotten knocked out, and I woke up. Like, how did this happen?" Well, let's go back. Let's go. Oh back. God. <laughs> so then Rodi explains the last four issues of the book, and then we get what? to the rest of the story. Oh my. In case you're just picking up this issue. Yeah. Every comic is somebody's first. They're overwhelmed. And then Rhodey gets like hit in the back of the head with a gun, and they take Tony Stark, and they leave. And they they leave, leave Rhodey there. Rhodey, yeah. and they so don't care about him. So then uh, Stark awakens, and he's in Justin Hammer's quarters. Stark's like, who are you? <laughs> and Hammer's like, I'm Justin Hammer, man. Come on. <laughs> and he's like... You're <laughs> like your Yeah, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Stark's like, you know, explain yourself. He's like, well... And he's got like a long cigarette thing, and he's like, well, Mr. Stark... I've defeated you and I've ruined your bodyguard's reputation and it was all the machinations of me! Your, your greatest nemesis that you couldn't name. What? You didn't ruin me. You just captured me. Yeah, well, I'm going to kill you, though. Does he have, like, a uh, like a big table that opens up and, like, a friggin' thing comes out? He He's like, this th- is my evil plan. It's oh, no, bigger than he, this. Un- he sadly does not have a three-dimensional diagram plan. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. But we have something very James Bond. Okay. Something I've never seen in a James Bond movie. but also inarguably James Bond. They're talking, they're walking, they're walking around the grounds of his estate. Uh Stark is like, well, later! So he jumps over the fence, and he winds up on the side of this giant barge. Hammer's entire estate is a floating boat. Island. Like, island. That's fantastic. It's a mobile island. Yeah. So he's on a boat, motherfucker! (laughs) Well, all right. But, but it's cool, you know, but he's like, you cool. There has to be, like, a little nowhere boat, to go. like a dinghy nowhere you to can go. get on and yeah. just leave. You're trapped. Yep, you're trapped. You can't leave. Well, ha, ha, ha. So then uh, they take him and they give him a quarters. Like, they, they put him in a room. Yeah. Of you're a, You're to be our guests. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Stark. <laughs> what would you like for dinner? Maybe some humble pie? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Beth is sad because, like, mm. you know, she and Tony are on the outs. She's talking to her friend, and she's like, Okay, no, you don't get to be upset that you and Tony are on the outs. You saw him murder a man, yeah, but, yeah, and you believe he well, did. Well, they reckon that later. Right now, she thinks that was Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> no, she's pretty sure it's Iron yeah. Man. No, they didn't even retcon it. No, they just. But she's sad because she's think she she is she sees shades of an unseen character named Alex. They're Like, oh, are you sad about Tony? Or are you sad about Alex? And he's like, oh, not Alex. And you're like, who the hell is that? She'll explain it later. Uh, it's her brother. I'll explain it now. Uh, Alex <laughs> is her husband. Her husband was a pill popper who died. Oh. So she's like, when she sees that Tony's killing Such himself with alcohol. Real. Oh, she's like, she's... it's happening again. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna let this happen again. Okay. Spoilers. Tony. Spoilers, she I does. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, uh, they retcon that Alex really didn't die. Of course, oh god. Oh, yeah. does he become a hammer villain? N- he, he becomes his own <laughs> type of villain. It god, sucks. Geez. That'd be great, though. Yeah. Ah, oh, uh, well, <laughs> you hate Tony and you hate Bethany. Welcome to hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so Stark is in his quarters, and he's going to go like get drunk. He opens up the liquor cabinet. It's empty. <laughs> and, hammer! Yeah, and he goes to the guard. He's like, hey, uh, would you send over a couple of martinis and samalas? And he goes, no, I'm sorry, buddy. The boss says you're drinking too much. <laughs> And That's the best line his, of the book! He, yeah. villain's like, nah, man, you gotta stop. Nah, man. No, he's like, he wants you good and sober for what's to come. <laughs> and he's like, I won't help you kill yourself, Tony. Yeah, and Tony's like, What? God damn it! <laughs> Everybody! Everybody's against me! So Tony smashes something in his quarters, which rouses the attention of the, the guard. The guard comes in, and he's like, What are you doing? It's, hey, you can't break stuff! Yeah. So Stark is standing, is sitting on his couch, and he's got this lamp that he smashed. And like electric electricity is like blasting out of it, yeah. And he's like, "You're standing in water," and the guy's like, well, "You wouldn't." And he's like, "Drop." Oh. So he electrocutes this guy, nice. and he's like, "Oh, thankfully there's not enough voltage to kill the man." So then he you don't know that. <laughs> so then he escapes. Oh wait, it's European. It's double the voltage. Oh no, he's dead. Oh, no, I killed him. Sorry. So Stark escapes. He's like skulking around the the quarters. He's using his fancy belt. Which also turns into a grappling hook oh. and swings up Ba-da-da-da. because, of course, like yeah, yeah, because Hammer Jesus. took Stark's briefcase, which has Iron Man armor in it. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! He gave the armor to the the police, right? Yeah, one of them. I mean, come on! I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Yay! Of course, okay. I have multiple armors. Yeah. So and this he... is already multiple. I got an armor for everything Tony Stark. Uh, it's one type of armor but yes. Yeah. Okay. Well but but like they well, all... why make one? What if it gets damaged? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, some of them Why that... make one when you could have two for twice the price? That's right. <laughs> That's contact reference. Huh. Nice. <laughs> so Stark is like if they open that case, my goose is cooked yep. because they'll find out I'm Iron Man. Yeah. So he smashes through the window, goes to the scientists who so are trying to open the case, kicks their ass with kick his... at the luck. What's yeah. the number? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is it? So he kicks their ass. I've he got takes... the code. Crowbar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what? what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be so crude. This is a man's briefcase. <laughs> this is a very personal thing. It's monogrammed and everything. He puts the armor together. Uh-huh. Uh, Hammer's berating the villains he sprung, who are, of oh. course, the same three villains from the earlier story.
1: That you is don't, is you say... don't see him
0: spring them. He just says that he nope. did. Uh, well, and they're here. And they're here. And they're well, in yeah. the costume. Someone broke them Because he's like, one of you had to have read, read me out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. then he proceeds to be like, oh, it's not just those three. It's all of your villains, which includes characters like the porcupine and the beetle <laughs> and man killer. Man killer? Yeah. Who I, the fuck uh, is this guy? What is that? That's the porcupine. That's the porcupine? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why oh, does he, he have like fantastic. a little King Tut beard? I do Cause why not? Yeah. So Justin Hammer un- un- unleashes all of Spider-Man, or <laughs> all of Spider-Man's forgotten foes, which also includes most of Iron Man's villains, which includes characters like the Constrictor and Beetle and the Porcupine and Man Killer and the Frog. The Frog? What is this? That's the Beetle. That's the Beetle? Yeah. Why does the Beetle have things coming out of his like, you know, like giant fingers? fingers? Oh, those are his tentacles. Okay. So <laughs> Iron Man fights all of them. And like beats them. (laughs) Yeah, of course. He's Iron Man. (laughs) And they're terrible. Yeah. Also, he learned stuff from Captain America. Yeah. Like how to kick them in the nuts. Right, so now he also knows jujitsu. Yeah, and now he can like repulsor, boot, blast their nuts. (laughs) So it's- Perfect. It's annihilation. My favorite character in this is Water Wizard, who can manipulate water like a waterbender, who is like, screw this, and just jumps over the side and then makes a jet ski out of water and (laughs) sails away. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not going to jail. (laughs) So Iron Man literally just he beats up every single one of them, and then Rhodey shows up huh. in a, it, along with the Calvary. Rhodey shows up, yeah, because he convinced the you know the Monaco oh, yeah. police to rescue Tony Stark. So like, there's all these aircraft oh, choppers. Of course, we and stuff. know where Mr. Hammer is. It's well, yeah, Well, he's but been like, a law-abiding person up, up till now. No, they 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 know. No, they just always wanted to get him and just were too scared they didn't know where his island was and now that the jig is up hammer's going to take the island and fly it into or international float waters it. well hover it i guess or whatever it does or whatever what? it does oh it shoots water at the bottom yeah so it's so like one lift of those itself? it's like one of those hydro uh, jetpacks oh but he's going to he's going to sail it into international waters where they won't be able to get him no, no, you can still get someone in international nope, waters. Nope, you can't. So then Iron Man <laughs> flies off the island and then just dives through the island. And now it's going to sink. Ah. And so he, like, grabs everybody. So Hammer, of course, gets away anyway. <laughs> but Stark does get his confidant and his confession, which exonerates Iron Man of any wrongdoing because they admit that they've been manipulating it. It. the suit. Messing with the suit. Yeah. How come none of that came out while he was with Iron Man? Like that, while Hammer had him captive. Oh, he probably you know, like, did. He probably been, said, i the yeah, like, the whole time." Oh, he been, did. Yeah, he says that. Oh, I'm sorry. Like crazy. I took over Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, we he, already knew that. Right. Yeah. It's it's implicit. So then uh, Iron Man goes on TV and uh, he gets like he gets the key to the city from Co- from Mayor Koch. What? Well, because what well, we're sorry that uh, you were, that you were forced to kill that guy. Here's the key to the city. More or less. <laughs> Like, what do they care? Yeah, but... Hey, I hey I defeated Justin Hammer over in Monaco. Oh, oh cool. okay, cool. Here's the key to the city. You're welcome. I'm like, what? I haven't gotten the key to the city before. <laughs> I've got, like, 70s. <laughs> I, I don't even remember if the key to the city. It doesn't matter. It's what I They he held a ceremony for him. Yeah. But when he leaves the TV studio, uh, a little girl, like, drops her dolly. So he picks it up for her, and she runs away in terror because she saw him murder a yeah. jolly fat man on TV. Yeah, it's, Iron Man still killed that guy. Totally. Oh. So Iron Man's yeah. like... Kid, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to burn. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I you, No, they so, still control me. Iron Man's <laughs> like, damn it. So he drinks a lot. And then uh, Bethany calls, and she's like, I'm not giving up on you. And he's like, great, sounds awesome. Let's totally not give up on each other all night long. I love not giving up on your doggy style. Let's do it. <laughs> and so she's like, uh, okay, here's my address. And so he writes down the address, and he goes there. And she's not there because he wrote down the inversion of that address. He wrote down 419. She's at 914. And he's like, Britch, sum up. What the fuck? So then he goes to Avengers Mansion with some floozy. And he's like, Hey Jarvis, I'm gonna show this Britch all the fucking Iron Man stuff. And I want to introduce her to Captain America. And Jarvis is like, Um, I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, Jarvis, you're just a butler. Why don't you just shut up and do your job? And Jarvis is like, Very good, Mr. Stark. me oh, he- see. I failed you, Boston. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then uh, Stark, um, you know, he, he, he wakes up at his desk and Jarvis is there and he's like, I'm quit. Here's my resignation letter, you're, you're, you're crap. And he leaves. And this is the rock bottom moment for Tony yeah. Stark that makes him recognize that he's an asshole. Yeah. And oh, now- my, my butler quit, I didn't think they could do that. <laughs> yeah, what? I thought I owned him. I <laughs> ordered you not to. Damn it. So then we get to the part where a uh, uh, demon in a bottle happens mm. in issue 128. And Iron Man is in his, he's at his desk, he's looking at his helmet in a Shakespearean Horatio manner. <laughs> Last poor York. And he's like, you know what? Uh, you know, Iron Man, he's the only thing that goes well for me. Tony Stark, his life is in shambles. He's a piece of crap. I know, Tony Stark no more, I'm gonna be Iron Man forever. So he puts on his suit, and he just blasts out the window of his office, just, I'm Iron Man, bitch! And then he's like, oh, I forgot to open the window. <laughs> Damn it. (laughs) So then there's this horrible train derailment oh, uh, that was carrying a gigantic canister of chlorine. Oh, no. And thankfully, it wasn't ruptured and there were no fatalities. And Iron Man's like, (laughs) Iron Man's here, I'll take care of it. So he picks up the canister of chlorine and then he goes like, oops, and he drops it and it like opens up and... You know the cops are like, put on your gas mask, and the, the the radio at the office is like, I thought you said it wasn't ruptured. Like it was, ru- it, it wasn't ruptured until our friend showed up. Oh boy! So, then Iron Man's like, damn it, I uh, can't believe that happened. So I won't, like, le- I won't seal it up or anything. I'll just leave. So he's like, I can't, yeah. I, I, I can't even be Iron Man forever, right? So he takes off <laughs> his helmet. and he, immediately goes back to being Tony Stark. Yeah, well that didn't work. Well that didn't work, screw that, I guess. he messed up one thing. Yeah, Yeah, but thankfully he doesn't. It's like, okay, well now, let's have a team up, (laughs) Spider-Man. Like breaks his back. (laughs) Bethany shows up and she's like, hey, knock it off. Yeah. My husband, Anthony Van Tilburg and I (laughs) were... (laughs) He was yeah, a, your husband, Anthony Van Tilburg. <laughs> it was the worst made Make up name. name I've ever heard. Yeah, just say it's me, okay? <laughs> but no, uh, but he was a pill popper and he, he you know, she they didn't really like pay attention to each other and he mm. drove off a cliff and died, and they don't know if it was like because he was like stressed and had a heart attack, or if he was, was on the pills, was on the and pills. They him up. either way, like and he's like, Oh, I had no idea. And she's like, Well, I'm not gonna let you destroy yourself the way he did and uh so you know she's just tr- she's just shouting. I'm trying to get through to him. Yeah, and he's like just kind of like having a moment of self-reflection. But because he doesn't immediately answer her, she assumes he's not paying attention to her. Yeah, and then so she's like, "Well, if you're gonna throw your life away, then I'm not gonna stand around and watch it. Even though I told you I wasn't gonna leave your side, I'm and, gonna leave your side." <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "Wait, no, help me!" And he drops his glass. And so we have this montage, which I appreciate because at least it's not like. So he goes through one day of withdrawal and he's yeah, back he's to- fine. Normal. No, I think it's like multiple days because his clothes change, color, yeah. and he finally shaves and he goes through seem freaking out. It's true, and he goes through like all the all the withdrawal symptoms until finally he's he's back to normal. And I think it's like a week. Uh-huh. And so he goes to Jarvis's house and he's like, hey man, I'm sorry. And Jarvis's like, That's all I needed to hear. Listen, my mom is sick, and that's kind of one of the main reasons why I left. But once I once I'm like done tending to my mom, I'll come back and be Jarvis the Butler again. Oh, thank God! I thought I was gonna be like, that's all I needed to hear. Anyway, I'm butlering for Captain America now. Right. Yeah, I mean, those cons- actions have consequences, Tony. Yeah, but uh, well, glad you. you're off the sauce. <laughs> So he's like, oh, by the way, you know those two uh, stocks that I own in Stark Industries? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I sold them to help for my sick mom. And he's like, you idiot! <laughs> that's it, you're fired! <laughs> yeah, what? We gotta, well, you gotta buy them back! So he calls his broker. He's like, nope, sold them. And he's like, shit! I mean, so, you're Tony Stark. I'll pay for your mom. that's yeah, what so he says. He, he goes, why it? didn't you just let me pay for it? He's like, oh, you were all upset, and I left. He's like... Oh my god! So then he puts on his Iron Man costume, uh, because like, oh, so the idea was that basically Jarvis was a victim of like predatory loans. Oh. So then Stark goes to the office of the guy who owns that loan company, and just breaks everything in his office until he like forgives the loan. Wow! <laughs> he just strong That's awesome. Him? Yeah, yeah. Oh and man, like, I've been through a lot of crap, all right? And I'm not, I'm not gonna put up with, with you, dude! You, dude. Fucking with my it's Look, I'll repay all the loans. He, he does offer that. He's like, I'm afraid uh, I can't do that. He's like, well, then I'm gonna break everything in your office. And he's like, okay, okay, I sold off the stock. It's already gone. This company called Shield bought? He's like, ah, <laughs> no. so then he immediately goes home and he's like, okay, time for a drink? Yeah. And Bethany's like, what are you doing, Tony? He's like, <laughs> sorry, it's so natural. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna have it. So he, he doesn't have the drink and instead, uh, she's like, good for you. And Jarvis shows up and he's like, good for you. And he's like, oh, Jarvis, my favorite <laughs> person in the world. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and is like, good for you. <laughs> oh. Good for you, Tony, I'm proud of you. Uh. Nick Fury is proud of you. <laughs> Your country thanks you. So then uh, Tony and Bethany get into a sweet looking car mm-hmm. and they drive off the, into the sunset towards new possibilities and promises. He's like, I like the okay. fact that she's driving. She's like, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I'm still not letting you drive. Not for another little while. But uh, but Tony basically finds a new lease on life, you know, he's like, I've, I've beaten this thing, and I if I can beat that, I can beat anything, like, I'll get my company back, and I'll restore my name, and I'll, I'll fix everything. Right. Demon okay. in a Bottle is so freaking short <laughs> as to the actual, like, yeah. premise that everyone thinks it is. Yeah, people yeah. are like, oh, Demon in a Bottle, it's this whole thing about, like, Tony Stark dealing with alcoholism. Nope, it's nope. Tony Stark is an alcoholic, kind of, for six or seven issues. But and like, then in the eighth issue, he, uh, he finally deals with it. But here's the crazy thing. <laughs> He's drinking a lot in those issues. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't affect it him being Iron Man. It doesn't affect him being Iron Man. No. At all. Nope, nope, it doesn't. It only affects him at the end of one issue, and then the issue where they deal with it. Yes. You know what affects him being Iron Man? Not getting laid by Bethany and Jarvis <laughs> quitting. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Now, that being said, they, they do a lot of, like, this this story was one of the first to deal with alcoholism mm. in a mainstream comic book. It actually wound up winning an award for it, yeah. you know, because like they were like, look, you didn't dumb it down, yeah, and they actually did deal with it, right, in some way, yeah, yeah, and they showed cool. like how you can relapse and stuff. It's really cool, yeah. Um, incidentally. Do uh, they does he relapse like later? No. Okay. No, it's just Does it's, he join AA? Does he do like any does he have to do they show him like continuing to have to like maintain oh, his Ethan, sobriety? Ethan, he's not allowed to do go to AA. He's a superhero. <laughs> they they reference him having conquered it and that it's something he deals with every day. Okay. But they he, don't act like, "Oh, no, he dealt with it that one time, and now he's just fine forever. Yeah, they, more or less, that's how they deal with it, but <laughs> they're but like the alcohol that he has throughout the book, they pepper in the whole like, he was an alcoholic, right. Or is one, but you know, is ha, has gotten help. It's mm-hmm. a shame that they gloss over the recovery process. Yeah, I mean, like uh, yeah. nobody wants to read about that's that. That's the problem. Like, like I'm, I'm at this t- at this point in time, that's to do that in a superhero book, people are like, "What the hell is this?" Like, you could do that now. Oh, oh yeah, but back then they would have been like, "Okay, well that's enough. He's got to yeah. fight Doctor Doom." Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's have enough. him have an adventure where he's like, "I'm still going through withdrawal. I'm slower than I was. I need to rely on on friends. Like, I need to call in teammates and do yeah, stuff." Yeah, like that would have been cool. I can't be at my peak. Right. No, they spent. He spent the week doing that. Yeah, the week in the in the in one that page one that one page. Yeah, they yeah. he had a montage in this collection, by the way, which you can get in the description. Uh, they also have a copy of Jarvis's um, resignation letter. Whoa, oh, wow! There's, they wrote a letter. Yeah, that's They cool. wrote an actual letter. So when I got my first printed copy of the comic, I was completely surprised to find the actual letter in Jarvis's hand. When I called my le- my editor, I told them that someone, they never told me who, has substituted an actual letter of re- resignation from someone who actually had recently quit Marvel <laughs> with certain words changed to make it look like it was part of the Iron Man universe. <laughs> I never knew if it was a joke or not, <laughs> but... This is to notify you that I am tendering my resignation from the position. This resignation is to take effect immediately. I am leaving because this is no longer the team-spirited one big happy family I once loved working for. Over the past year or so, I've watched Avengers morale disintegrate into the point that rather than being a team or a family, it is now a large collection of unhappy individuals simmering in their own personal stew of repressed anger, resentment, and frustration. I have seen a lot of my friends silently enduring unfair, malicious, or vindictive treatment. My personal grievances are relatively slight in comparison to some, but I don't, underline, intend to silently endure. I've watched the Avengers be disbanded, uprooted, and shuffled around. I've become firmly convinced that this was done with the idea of showing the hired help Who's boss? I don't intend to wait around to see what's next. Sincerely, Jarvis. <laughs> CC the Avengers. <laughs> That's amazing! You know, there are points in there where I'm wondering if he's referencing Marvel and or if he's referencing, like, you've ruined the Avengers! Yeah, right, like... The clearly, just, they just crossed out Marvel, Marvel comics and wrote, and wrote in Avengers! Avengers. But like, like, what? <laughs> Why are you airing out your dirty laundry in this comic? <laughs> the grievances of all these people be like, that's not what I what Jarvis would say. Like yeah. what people what? Do you, and I love it That's because not what happened, look at man. How prominently like, there's not even like a lot of times if they, they the letter that Thomas Wayne writes his son in Flashpoint has a thumb over the text. So you can't put it all together. Uh-huh. This clear. There's there's a thumb and I want you to be able to read it while I'm holding it to you. It's just a <laughs> sheet of paper and we filled it with that. There you go. That's amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, Jim Shooter was Editor-in-Chief of of Marvel at the time and would continue to be. And he, I would call him like the Mussolini of Marvel Comics, where it's like he was a dictator, but the trains ran on time. Mm. Like the books came out on time, and everyone was really overworked and unhappy, and he was very much concerned. You say like, morale was suffering? I would, yeah. say, I would say that letter is a pretty fair description <laughs> of what, what was it must was have been like to be a creative at Marvel at the time. Wow. But some of the best stuff that was the foundation for everyone's like, affinity for Marvel came out during the shooter era. Mm. So it's like, listen, yeah, he was a tyrant, but you can't argue with the results, right? I mean, Excellent. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I don't know, we got demon in a bottle. We got Secret Wars out of it. Yeah, but we shooter wrote that, by the way, and that is a toy commercial. That is master <laughs> of the universe, but in comic book form. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at this new suit.
1: Here's exactly. Your face. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Iron Man, demon in a bottle, is whatever. It's a piece of history, and I think there is something that is still timeless and important and enduring about. That story. though we get hammer. Yeah, yeah, you get hammer. But for me, for me, the, right. the, the reality is you really just need the one issue. The rest of the stuff is Iron Man fluff. It's fun. It's superhero yeah. stuff. There's some, you know, references and callbacks and some, you know, germs of ideas. But really, if you're looking for something that is like important, mm-hmm. the last issue yeah. is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, but and and it's and like I said, like it's actually a great way to kind of contextualize alcoholism and, and and the struggles and how it's like, it's something you deal with and it's something that you'll never really like let go of and that if you have people around you who care about you, like they'll hopefully help you get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like just the image alone, the cover of Tony Stark like looking like hell is pretty shocking. Yeah. Like, we're taking your superhero and we're bringing him down to this level. Iron Man, Demon in a Bottle, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Pick it up if you want to and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Backish. I'm Sal. <laughs> I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. So long.